definitely getting hairy or anything. Oh, we're going. Um, hello and welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 289. I'm Special Agent Pangoli of the OSS, and I've been sent back in time to this maternity ward in this scenic Austrian border town in this 1889 for a very specific mission. You may note that I'm dressed in what we may call womanly attire, uh, but it's simply to affect a disguise of a lady who is about to produce a child. Perfect for fitting in in my current location, no? As I enter the nursery, I reach under my gown and pull out the pillow, which has thus far played the role of my fake unborn baby, and now I prepare it for its second, more maudlin, but far more important role. Today, we change history. Also with me is Special Agent Valentino, also of the OSS, disguised as a maintenance worker, hammer drawn with grisly purpose. It's Lucy. Hey, Hi. Lucy, Lucy, what are you doing here as well? I'm not really sure. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm experiencing this for the first time. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I got the brief, which was... Uh, I got to kill that little baby over there, and I was going to use this pillow to oh, do it. You, oh, you, you, you were going to kill that baby. No, you yeah. go, you go. Well, I just noticed that you've got a hammer. Yeah, I thought like, I f- pillow I mean, you, might you make were, it look like a ah uh, here first, so kind of natural. You know, I won't be rude. You go. <laughs> oh, it's all mine. <laughs> it's all yours. Uh, well, hang on. I think we might have to fight someone else for it because also with us is Special Agent McLean, also of the OSS, dressed in the formal dress of a Meiji period ex-samurai, as if playing the part of a travelling dignitary? Hey, buddy, now you've got a big old sword there, huh? Hi. (laughs) Such a sword guy thing to say. What were you going to do with that sword? Are you also... Oh, were you going to... Right, because I... Yeah. Yeah, so I've got this sword. Um, I was disguised as a... Visiting dignitary from yeah. Japan. From Japan, yeah. To mm-hmm. Austria. Well, I, in I the don't early, know. You the know late because, 1800s. Yeah, we came back in time, so you know that they kind of they were they were allies later on. Yeah, allies. Like yeah. Fifty years later, once 50 years later, the country yeah. that I'm in had been annexed. Yeah. 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 And you, the, so you're just going to use the sword, huh? Is that a samurai sword you got there? Oh, it's a katana. That's certainly true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the plan. Is this the first killing baby Hitler thing that we've done? <laughs> Probably not. I feel like we might have done this one before. Really? Yeah. No. Who's saying it's Hitler? Not like- oh, yeah. We oh. could be killing any Austrian baby. Yeah, no, I'm definitely here to kill baby Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to kill baby Hitler as well. And I yeah. feel like you don't need to make a pillow part of your disguise. The thing about killing someone with a pillow is that the room that they're in is often full yeah, of pillows Yeah, there's a lot already. of pillows in here. Yeah, you didn't need but to bring your own You didn't have to bring one from, from home. home. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I, you know, I think part of our motto is be prepared. That's the Scouts. That's the Boy Scouts of America's well, motto. Well, they came later. They were the... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they superseded the OSS. That's right. It was a smooth, <laughs> smooth transition. I yeah. think the hammer is probably <laughs> the best of all the options that we've provided. You reckon? I think you really knocked that one out of the park, Lucy. Well, the samurai sword... Hard to sneak into a hospital again. Well, Hard to sneak I'm not around. so sure about this. You've disguise. got a disguise. I mean, you're Hammer. here to see the Easy. entertain the ladies. I'm here to entertain the ladies yeah. as a visiting dignitary, yes. like as a as a sword, like as a sword man, like with a... your you know tales of the far east, yeah, the Orient, right. 
as we're yeah. calling it. Which we, we I wouldn't call that these days, but that is what they would have called it. In yeah, back then. And so we probably to fit 18 in whatever's Austria. Yeah. Hey. So you reckon the hammer? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's compact. A uh, lot of concentrated force uh, on the edge of a hammer. Yeah. If someone said, "Hey, why are you carrying that hammer?" I'd say, "Hey, I I got nails. I got nails yep. to pound." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not like this guy. Who? What? Who's he supposed to be? Samurai. <laughs> I'm a visiting dignitary. (laughs) Hey, hospitals, they've got food. How do you know what kind of food they have on there? They probably provide you with a limited menu. They do. Depending on, um, I guess, what sort of, whether you're ill or whether you're injured. It'll probably be just like a few options. It's time for, it looks like, menus back on the menu. The flight menu, back on the menu, boys. God gives his best best stingers to his worst segments. <laughs> to his worst podcasts. Um, so this is a little bit different because previously, the dozens of times that we've done this segment, uh, we've been looking at just sort of odd or unconventional menus from around the world uh, at restaurants, takeaway places and such. Whereas what I've done today is... Um, I've I've looked at a newspaper article from a newspaper called the Clearfield Progress, uh, which is a, a newspaper in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, and this is announcing the school lunches uh, for the following week. Um, although for it's now the previous week, so this is for the week just gone, the week in progress actually. Uh, so this is, you know how in American movies, they've got like a tray and then there's like a lady mm. and she's slopping some stuff onto the yeah. tray. And she's slopping they them lunch. up. They're always yeah. very, yeah, very wet, their meals. Yeah. They look and wet. Now, I'm obviously, I'm pro providing kids with meals. I think mm. that's, that's wonderful. It's just, yeah. this is, I wanted to talk about this because it's very different to us. My typical, I'm going to say every single day that I went to school. Yeah. Yep, no, all of them. Without exception, I had one sandwich, one apple, and one muesli bar. That was my standard issue. Pretty standard. Lunch Didn't box. get tuck shop? Oh, God, no. Fuck no. My parents never let me anywhere near the tuck shop. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. They, um, they didn't, they saw it as an extravagance. Hey, fair enough. Well, what was your sort of standard lunches? I was going to meat pie. Every day, every day. I'm mostly, no, it's no, mostly sandwich day. and muesli bar, you yeah. know? I mean, in primary school, definitely. Go on the sandwich and muesli bar option. And then you became a man. <laughs> and then I get That's 30 right. cents for a little little packet of gumdrops. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know the little eucalyptus drops? Yeah. Yuck. I used to get... Yuck. Um, Yucky. Sometimes <laughs> I'd get 50 cents to get uh, butter menthols. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's functionally the same. Love a butter menthol. Yeah, <laughs> butter a variation menthol. on the theme. Interesting candy choices here. Yeah, yeah I didn't realise until well later choices. that they're sort of just meant to be like throat lozenges. <laughs> for old people. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, here I've got a couple of these here. Um, this first one is uh, this week's menu for Clearfield Elementary School. On Monday, they are having a hot dog, a chili dog, or a barbecued rib sandwich with baked beans. Fuck. Yeah. That sounds good as hell. It sounds great. If I was having a fucking barbecued rib sandwich rib as an eleven-year-old on a Monday, yeah, usually you'd, like a kid would come up to you and say, "Do you want a rib sandwich?" You go, <laughs> "Yes," and they punch you in the, you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Tuesday, they're having chicken nuggets with a dinner roll, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Jesus, it's a heavy lunch. 
That is a heavy lunch. <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, a lot of sleepy boys and girls <laughs> <laughs> in third period or whatever they got. Uh, Wednesday, they're having a French bread pizza or chicken quesadilla pizza with steamed carrots. What's a chicken quesadilla pizza? I don't know. Do you reckon it's just like... What's a French bread pizza? Because it can't be a pizza on top of a quesadilla because that would be... That would be That'd wild. Be cheese. That would yeah. be crazy to do. Do you think maybe it's just an open-faced quesadilla? Maybe. <laughs> it's a quesadilla without the top part. That's just... I mean... Yeah. All right. Mm. Like a, like toppings on a tortilla. Yeah. Yes, it's a tortilla. It's, I don't know. We could look into this, maybe. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday, they're having French toast sticks with syrup, sausage, and home fries. Ooh, oh, fancy boys. Yeah. Fancy and then boys. Friday, we're having fish nuggets, macaroni and cheese, and steamed corn. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's a, that's a cafeteria meal. Yeah. That's a lot of slop there. That macaroni and cheese, you can just imagine how it that's coming going. down. Yeah. Hitting, going the, from... hitting the tray with a wet slap. Yeah. Uh, this is what the high school students from Clearfield High are having this week. Monday, they're having a cheesesteak sandwich and french fries. Amazing. That's that's good as hell. Uh, Tuesday, they're having a turkey and bacon wedgie with chipotle ranch sauce and baked what beans. What is that? What's a turkey and bacon wedgie? <laughs> no, thank you. No idea. Yeah, again, a kid says, hey, do you want a turkey and bacon wedgie? And then they punch you in the face. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Wednesday, they're having a chicken and pasta Alfredo with a dinner roll and steamed broccoli. <laughs> uh, Thursday, the high school students are also having French toast sticks with syrup, sausage, and fries. Crazy coincidence. Friday, we're looking at a grilled cheese sandwich, tomato soup, and steamed carrots. That's nice. That's a that's a comfort meal for me there. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's really yeah, the, nice. The Friday meals are, are strikingly sleepy. They're very yeah. cozy meals. I, I feel like all of these are very sleepy foods. They're playing a dangerous game here. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe with the condition of, you know, uh, children these days, it's the, it's the least. Well, they've already had five monster energies, so you've got to balance so them true. out. Yeah. Uh, this is this week's menu from Kerwinsville High School. Monday, they're having pierogies or corn dog nuggets. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a side salad or mixed vegetables and peaches. And Tuesday, they're having... Domino's Smart Slice Pizza or Hot Dog on Bun. <laughs> Seems like an old <laughs> thing just, to clarify. Oh I don't think God. you need to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, side salad or baked beans and pears. Have we looked up what a Domino's Smart Slice Pizza is? It's going to be some bullshit that they're selling to schools. Yeah, 100% like being healthy it's healthy. pizza option. Except it's not. Yeah, it's got 400 grams Dom- of sodium per serve. Oh, man, this is... Yeah, you were you were right on there. Uh, Domino's Smart Slice Pizza is built specifically to the needs of your school and can meet yeah. all USDA, USDA yeah, guidelines. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks. <laughs> oh well. Oh no. Here we go. <laughs> Anatomy of a Domino's Smart Slice crust. Uh, it is Good start. strong made, start. Made with enriched flour. So kids need that. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole grain rich crust, which is 50% white whole wheat flour, up to four grams of fiber, plus vitamins A and E, magnesium and iron. They've got 100% real light mozzarella, half the fat of our traditional pizza cheese, 100 milligrams less sodium, good source of protein and calcium. Uh, this should got- just be the starting point of a Domino's pizza. Right. <laughs> it's not having a pizza that will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... 
struggling under the weight of its own grease by the time it reaches your door. They've got reduced fat and reduced sodium pepperoni on there as well. Yeah. Also yeah. a good move. If you've gotten a pepperoni pizza from Domino's at any point in your entire life, you'll know how greasy those bad boys You're are. You're getting sodium. Yeah. They're yeah. wet. That's a wet pepperoni. That's a wet, wet, <laughs> wet pizza altogether. <laughs> um, Wednesday, they're having chicken tenders or a meatball sandwich. Oh, getting yeah. those tendies. Yeah. Yeah, and again, meatball sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want a meatball sandwich? Yeah, and then they sock you in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Kids can be so cruel. <laughs> but so wonderful with language. Uh, it's true. Uh, that comes with a side salad or California blend vegetables. That means it's got weed in it. Am I right? Oh, uh, riffing on these. Yeah, a lot of jokes. They're flying thick and fast. On Thursday, they're getting a walking taco or chicken, bacon and ranch pizza. You better, better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast has got a thousand times better. This is what we need more of. Yeah. Listing children's lunch menus. That's right. And there's only two more of these to go. <laughs> uh, that one comes with uh, side salad or corn and applesauce. It's great. Friday, they're having fish or fajita, chicken wrap, side salad, green beans, mixed fruit. Uh, next, I've got Moshannon Elementary School. Moshannon Mo Problems. That's yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Monday, they're having a chicken patty sandwich with steamed peas and applesauce. Oh. On Tuesday... I, would, why do you reckon... Is a chicken patty sandwich like minced chicken formed into a patty and then it's a burger, but they call it a sandwich because they call it's... It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're talking so. about a chicken burger there. I think we're talking yeah. about a chicken burger. But, like not, but not crumbed. No, a homogenized chicken burger. You don't yeah. see those often. Hmm. Uh, Tuesday, they're having a meatball and mozzarella hoagie uh, with steamed green beans, tropical fruit salad. Oh, getting a fruit salad with it? The meatball and mozzarella hoagie is just, i its that's a hell of a thing to give a child for lunch. It is. <laughs> is this a 45-year-old man from New Jersey or is it a nine-year-old? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems insane. Uh, Wednesday, they're having a grilled cheese sandwich, tomato soup and carrots, much like those other people were. Mm-hmm. Thursday, nice cheesy meal. beef nachos, bread, oh. steamed corn, tropical fruit salad. Oh. This is my favourite one here. On Friday, they're having Italian dunkers, steamed <laughs> broccoli, and pineapple tidbits. What? Okay, i got to ask. <laughs> yeah. Now, I might be a simple Australian boy. Okay. Is what that a mozzarella dunking? stick? I think from looking, I've Googled Italian dunkers. People mm-hmm. also ask, what are Italian dunkers made of? They're slices of soft ciabatta bread spread with melted garlic butter and topped with manchego. That can't be all of them. Surely not every school is having manchego dunkers. You think they're getting those shit dunkers? Yeah, I I mean, they're getting, like, shitty-ass mozzarella for sure. Yeah. They're dipping it into pizza sauce, definitely by the look of it. Some sort of... Just uh, doing a little bread and marinara. Yeah. Do you guys ever guess what pineapple tidbits are? I'm Probably little bits pineapple. of pineapple. Yeah. I would call those pineapple bits. Yeah. Got one more for you here. This is from West Branch High School. Monday, double hot dogs. <laughs> I got to know if that's two yeah, hot God dogs gave us in two one hands. bun, one long bun with two hot dogs in it, or two hot dogs. My gut instinct to say is two hot dogs, but they're probably going to cut corners there and just put. Two of the dogs inside one bun, I one think. One bun. Uh, that Stacked comes with... vertically or horizontally? 
You'd want to do it vertically, I think. Mm. For hand hand ease. Yeah, definitely for the hand, but I just don't know what they build. They build the bonds that strong. Yeah. And if you know, if you're a, a high school student at West Branch High School, show us that don't dog. Don't contact us. Send do us not that write dog. into us if you're under 18. <laughs> do not, children, do not send us your dog because that's <laughs> just a general policy. Uh, that comes with a side of vegetarian beans, tater tots, and a tropical fruit salad. Uh, Tuesday, having walking tacos with nacho chips, bread, steamed corn, and diced pears. A walking when, taco. Walking taco. <laughs> you better go catch it. You better it. go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wednesday, having a meatball and mozzarella hoagie or barbecued rib sandwich, tater tots, and diced peaches. Thursday, we're having a popcorn chicken bowl, bread, mashed potatoes with gravy, steamed corn, baked apple. It's insane. Uh, and yeah, on Friday... That's a varied That's a varied meal. That's going all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we're having a cheesy lasagna roll-up, steamed broccoli, and pineapple tidbits. Hmm. Now, that's those... not what I understand a roll-up to be in the Australian vernacular. No. Mm. No, not at all. I'm assuming mm. this is just they've taken a lasagna and they have rolled it up as tightly as it'll go. Oh, maybe maybe bounded in string like a like yeah. a rolled shoulder. Like roast. they've butterflied <laughs> a lamb shoulder and then they've put in their various stuffings and seasonings. <laughs> they, they're and cutting then... circles off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful lasagna spirals. Come get you. <laughs> Lasagna scroll? Pissed off by all this. <laughs> having a Vegemite and craft single sandwich. Yeah. What having, having some fairy good. bread afterwards. Having a single snack and then the saddest sandwich that you've ever had mm-hmm. in your life. Isn't that good enough for you? Man, the cheese and the snacks were so bad. What the fuck's yeah, going on with that it. cheese? No, yeah. it's it was it, the French it's onion stable, one. So it's not you cheese. You can keep it forever. It's not yeah. cheese. It's something. Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Bunta Vista. In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. Uh, These are all, you know, you're probably, if you're listening to this as an American who went to a school, you're probably like, oh, they're doing it again. They're just listing normal stuff, yeah. but, you know, hooting and hollering at it like it's crazy. Well, you have to understand that this isn't normal to us because some things are regional. It's time for regional bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has got their own bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has just got to have it. The story comes to us from KTVB in Boise, Idaho. The Katib. Boise 12 year old detailing some of the world's most iconic automobiles. <laughs> That's just more Boise excellence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like, um, I'm enjoying Boise as an adjective as well. 
Boise twelve year olds. Yeah. Like being manly. <laughs> He's being really boisey. Boise twelve year olds. Tom Selleck's Ferrari, Metallica's James Hetfield's Auburn, and Henry Ford's Ferrari, a trio of big-name cars, all have something in common. Not only are they iconic, but they are also detailed by a 12-year-old from right here in Boise. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Stephen Thompson, hilarious name for a 12-year-old. That's their supervisor. Kids these Uh, days are called... uh, Flint. Yep, Michigan. Uh, Michigan. <laughs> Stephen Thompson is the world's youngest detailer to earn his certified de- detailer certification from the International Detailing Association. He told KTVB his passion started at an even younger age. Quote, My dad, he started his company two months before I was born, Stephen said. So I was around a couple of months old and I was just, my mum was carrying me and I just saw my dad cleaning. That set the wheels in motion, and Stephen started following in his dad, Steve Thompson's footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) It made it more formal. You got a Steve Steve situation. (laughs) Steve just being like, I want him treated with the dignity that I was never treated with. Yeah. Like Steve, yeah. So, full name Stephen? No, it's just just Steve. Steve. And who's this? Is this little Steve? Little Steve Jr.? No, it's Stephen. When I turned five, he actually put the pressure washer in my hand, Stephen said. He said, go ahead, wash it. It's time, son. You're ready. You're five years old. It's time to start pressure washing cars. Put him to work. Uh, Stephen's dad also encouraged him to polish his skills and get his professional certification in automotive detailing from the International Detailing Association. Quote, uh, there's a surpri- wild certification. I Yeah. You need people, a certification for that. Is that like being an engineer in in Boise, do you think? You have to like if you advertise well, is, yourself as a detailer, do you need to have this certification? This is an international certification. So I assume it's like this the world over. Yeah. I mean, this is like one of those things where you're like, well, I can clean a car, but you don't really know the work that goes into doing it at a professional level. Yeah, if you don't see the Detailers Association um, logo displayed in their front window, yeah. you're not getting a real detailer. Yeah. Get out no, of I was just going to say, cleaner. I don't know what that is. Detailing? Mm. Cleaning a car real good. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. It's like, really, you're doing everything in there. You're polishing every bit, you, you know. Yeah, Not you're getting hard. all the I reckon I could do it. dog Don't need fur a out of your fabric. Oh, no, that's impossible. Science hasn't invented a way to get all <laughs> yeah. of the dog fur out of your it's fabric. It's part of the fabric now. If there was a way, I would have found it by now. <laughs> it's very funny to imagine going to say, uh, you know how like the malls, the Westfields and stuff, there'll often be a couple of bays reserved for some yeah. guys that do like, they wash your car while you wait. And they're the best bays now, which is bullshit. That's... Yeah, they're the closest ones. Yeah. Uh, it's them and pregnant women. For fuck's sake, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Had it too good for too long. Yeah, I gotta tell you, using those uh, using those pram spots, mm, nothing mia. feels better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you do get to use those. Uh, I don't think the guys at the mall are certified by the International Detailing Association. Is all yeah. I'm saying. Probably. I not. think. Yeah, they're mercenaries. Yeah, they'll do anything. They're unlicensed. They're Ronin <laughs> of the car detailing world. <laughs> Uh, quote, to my surprise, he did it. So for me, I'm very proud of him as a father. As a detailer, I hate him just a little bit. What? 
That's Steve it. Thompson said laughingly. <laughs> yeah, but how laughingly? Was it like a wry chuckle? Was it a bitter laugh? Yeah. Yeah. I hate my son. Huh. Yeah. Huh. He passed the test and he's got his skills validated. And after that, he got Sonax certified. He got Sonax? He's, he got he's the Sonax. Sonax. He's yeah. Sonaxed up. Legit, he's Sonaxed up. Does mm. anyone know what that is? No. Mm. Oh, that's a, a car cleaning chemical company. <laughs> Sonax. All right, sick. Uh, so when he got that accreditation, he became more accredited than I am. And I've been in the industry for 20 years. Yeah, Steve. kind of making you look like shit. That's Steve. rough. You've given him your name, and he's better than you in every way. Yeah. They're gonna Google Steve Thompson car dealer, and Google's yeah. gonna say, "Did you mean, Did you mean Stephen <laughs> Thompson?" It's gonna be the rudest little auto suggest, and he's gonna <laughs> that little microaggression will hit him every day. Since earning that certification, Stephen has met some of the biggest names in the detailing and reconditioning industry. Oh, wow! Well, who list them? They they don't. Oh, so they have one coming up, which is quite exciting, uh, which is open doors to the 12-year-old. Then what? Yeah, because he is, can't reach the handles. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, which is open the doors to the 12-year-old, then working on some of the world's most iconic cars. Quote, we met a gentleman by the name of Reggio Santana in Florida, and he's one of the three <laughs> USA master traders with Sonax. Oh, my God. Reggio Santana? That's a big name. That is one of the biggest names in the detail and reconditioning industry. How do you industry. become a Sonax master trainer? Oh, well, a you lot gotta, of you gotta drink a liter in an hour. Ironically, to become a <laughs> Sonax master trainer, you have to have been trained by a Sonax master trainer, which creates a bit oh, of a bootstrapping issue. You must at the have start defeat there. three other Sonax master trainers—the <laughs> <That's right. laughs> elite four <laughs> Sonax master Sonax. trainers. <laughs> Uh, he contacted, you know, Sonax and Flex and the Peterson Museum, and they invited him out to trade for a week in Laguna oh my Hills. God. This guy's, this kid is detailing crazy. This is there is a whole other world out there yeah. in detailing. I love celebrities. When you, when you just find out that like something that you have never given a moment's thought has its own like legends, yeah, yeah. and institutions like Reggio Santana. Like Reggio Santana heading out to the Peterson Museum in Laguna Hills. Do you think That's there's people wild. that detail their cars on like their like front curb and they do it just really, um, really visibly and really like uh, with good form, etc. Just in case they get noticed. Yeah, by someone yeah. from the Peterson Museum. By oh, Reggio hey. Santana. Yeah, I was just driving my extremely clean car past and uh, <laughs> yeah. couldn't help but notice. Here's my card. You've been doing this for thirty five years. You're you're self-taught? Oh, my. We have to get you to the Peterson Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen said he worked on, quote, Steve McQueen's Jaguar, the GT40 Mark III, and a Porsche. Like just a Porsche? A Porsche, yeah. I don't know if these three cars are all Steve McQueen's cars. Is he alive? Steve McQueen? He'd be, be very dead, right? I don't know how did he. <laughs> I don't how even know dead if he's dead. Steve McQueen. He died in 1980. Okay, he's, then. He's, so his cars weren't buried with Hugely... him, Pharaoh style. Oh, oh <laughs> hang on. Sorry. Are they talking about the uh, the director of prized film? Fucking uh, 12 <laughs> Years a Slave. 
Steve McQueen. Is that man also called Steve McQueen? Yeah. Is he? Of shame fame. Didn't know that. I'm familiar. You haven't seen it. I feel like if you say Steve McQueen and you don't clarify which yeah. Steve McQueen, you're talking about the dead Steve McQueen. Although, pretty good, uh, that'd be a pretty good bit. I've been working with Steve McQueen's car, yeah. Yeah. Stephen McQueen's car, actually. Yeah. The older (laughs) one. Coming up at the end of April, Stephen's skills will soar to new heights. Quote, I'm doing Ronald Reagan's Air Force One, Stephen said. What the fuck? They're just doing this because he's a kid. This is bullshit. He's not that good of a detailer. He's on blast. Yeah. I like that the big boys get that little dickhead. Like, this is, this is where you go. You do celebrities' cars, then you move on to former presidential planes. I think so, yeah. I mean, what, where else can you go? That is true. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to clean the house that OJ killed his wife in? I don't think that would technically fall under the purview of detailing. Plus, he didn't do it. I don't know if you kept oh, up with the news. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. He got, he's innocent. Yeah. And if you're under 30, here. et cetera, et cetera. Stephen is heading to New York for his next big accomplishment and told KTVB he is currently fundraising for the trip. He's raising money by washing cars. Stephen also wants to train other kids how to detail. Stephen, other kids aren't going to give a fuck. I'm so sorry. You're telling people that you're doing Ronald Reagan's Air Force One and they're like, who the fuck is Ronald Reagan? Also, aren't you getting paid for this? Yeah, you're washing celebrities' cars. You should be getting like... Thousands of dollars. Yeah. You should be fucking loaded at this point. Yeah. You're fucking up, dude. This is just child slavery at this yeah. point. This is... I feel like he might have spent slightly too much time with his dad. I think it's, you know, it's lovely uh, to respect your father and his career, perhaps to want to forge a path following his footsteps. But I also feel like this is at the expense of a normal childhood. Instead of being like, hey, do you guys want to come around and learn how to detail a car? While they're busy saying slurs on Xbox, you know. Yep. Yeah. Just what normal kids do. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the slurs today, yeah. Mom. So. Yeah, they make me clean the car as a punishment normally, so I don't know why I would do it with you, for fun. <laughs> yeah, for fun. and also you usually pay me five bucks, and this is for free. Yeah. In fact, I got to go and ask people for money to do this. And who the fuck is Steve McQueen? Yeah. Kids asking which Steve McQueen do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you oh, mean Twelve Years a Slave? The guy, the guy that directed <laughs> Shame. I loved that movie. <laughs> this kid should have come to us for advice uh, before he decided to do this, because we probably would have told him not to do it. He should have paged Doctor Lucy. It's time for paging Doctor Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble. You tell the phone and dial it on the double. You call 1-800-317-5155. This comes to us from r slash relationship advice. Ugh. Sorry, it starts with the noise of disgust. Ugh. 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 I found, I, F24, found OnlyFans on my BF's M24 watch. What? <laughs> Can they do that? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, mind your own damn business right up until the very last <laughs> word. 
So I don't even know what to think. I, female, 24, was being nosy, and I looked through my boyfriend's, male, 23, Apple Watch, and found OnlyFans on Safari through his previously used apps. I didn't click on it or anything. I just set the watch down after I snooped a little more in disbelief. You have Safari on that watch? <laughs> I love she's putting this watch down like it's radioactive. Yeah, just <laughs> gently placing it. Anyways, I brought it up to him, and for an hour he claimed he didn't know how it got there. And then an hour after I left, he said he might have clicked on a link through Reddit while jerking off. Why are you jerking off watching your Apple Watch? What are you doing, (laughs) man? Jerking off on Reddit. I didn't even... Well, I mean, that's a really good way to... No. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of... No, don't look into that. What are you fucking doing? What are you doing, (laughs) sir? You legitimately... You're looking at your wrist... Can you watch? Oh, can you look so, at a picture? And it's, so here's a fucked up thing, right? I was um, in. I was on the on the Discord, which is where a lot of these stories start. Um, and we're talking about using the mouse and keyboard to look at porn, right? Mm-hmm. And someone's like, "I've never done that in my life." I'm like, "What? What are you doing?" And someone someone else piped in to say, "People younger than us look at it on their phones exclusively." Yeah. Only yeah. on their phones. Yeah, that's right. I would say... I'm pretty sure Pornhub provides platform statistics as well, and like nearly everyone is doing it uh, on mobile. I've never looked at it on my computer. That seems really perverted. Like that's, I'm sorry, that seems <laughs> fucked up. You're putting it on the, the two yeah, monitors? I'm sorry. I know that it's not often that you put yourself out there for things that are of a somewhat <laughs> personal nature, and I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable or weird, but at the same time, like sitting down at a desktop computer to look at pornography is something no one has done since 2005. This, this is my lived history, okay? This is... Moving it over heritage. to the big monitor? Oh, like, we all did that <laughs> when a, we were... On a Sony know, Trinitron. When we were teenagers, yeah, you know, uh, in America, eighty uh, percent. Not even of... on a laptop. Oh wait, hang on, no, this is very confusing. Uh, so this is from Pornhub here. Um, they say that home is where the hard on is. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't say that. I don't say that. As such, we can't help but wonder what this means for the Southerners in this fair country of ours, who are apparently quite keen on enjoying their porn on the go. In states like Kansas, Louisiana, and Texas, nearly 80% of Pornhub traffic originates from mobile and tablet devices. Uh, the true porn oh, pioneers... iPad. Oh, that's horrible. The <laughs> that's iPad is up. the worst. That's fucked up. Put it in its little stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is from 2014. No, I bet it would be crazy oh, different it'd be way now. different now. Because 2014 was at least three years ago. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's when John Wick 3 came out. Yeah. In 2020, it was 80% phone, 15% desktop, 4% tablet. It's got to be boomers, right? Only boomers would be watching it on a tablet. But from 29 to 2020, there was a 29% drop off in tablet traffic. So uh, that makes sense. They died. Oh, this is weird. Australia has a slightly lower, uh, well, slightly higher desktop usage. 19% of people in 2020 were doing it on desktop. Very strange. Interesting. Hmm. And these are the only stats you can trust from Pornhub, by the way. You know how they always put out those press releases being like, this is the most searched term in this state or whatever. All that stuff's bullshit uh, because, you know, no one, the only yeah. people that actually provide personal details to Pornhub uh, are people with accounts on Pornhub, and that's fucked up. Well, hang on, but you can. That's true. But they they can um, 
They can use the IP to geolocate. Oh, that's true. Sorry, yeah. location's yeah. probably fine. It's the stuff where it's like gender and everything. You're like, no. You have sure, no idea yeah, what you're yeah. fucking yeah. talking about. Um, I don't know what to believe. I want to believe him, but my ego is telling me not to because I feel extremely disrespected at the fact that my BF would have to pay for some other girl while I'm with him 24-7. Yeah. Oh, am I just misunderstanding? Like, you can't watch it on your Apple Watch. No, you can. He, he is. You can watch videos on your Apple Watch. I mean, it's got huh. Safari on it. So. Yeah. And it can render video. Yeah. So, I think the the main thing you hear is your boyfriend is insane because yeah. he's yeah. watching porn in the strangest way possible. Yeah, very strange. And you guys way. are just also both just lying to each other like 24-7 apparently. Yeah, yeah. there's also that. Yeah, I th- we had this with the um, the guy that locked himself in the bathroom and claimed that he had diarrhea because uh, yeah. <laughs> he was watching porn in the morning. Just tell your partner what you're doing. Be like, hey, we have a healthy sexual relationship. On top of that, I have a relationship with pornography. And that relationship is me watching OnlyFans on my Apple Watch in the <laughs> quiet moments. <laughs> it's a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. Just watch it on your phone. Or, you know, on your gaming computer. You're massive. <laughs> Neon lit water cool yeah, gaming alien way you have. With yeah. the, you can hear the sound, you can hear the cooling. What's going to be able to transcode 4K? It doesn't. There's no reason to watch 4K porn. <laughs> there's never been a reason to watch 4K porn. Watch it on your TV, Chromecast it. I think they've done studies and like the brain can get turned on from content that's only like four pixels by four pixels. Yeah. You don't need 4K. And plus your eye only sees in 20 FPS as well. Yeah. You don't need that You can watch FPS. a GIF on Lube in 2006, you know? Yeah, you could look at a single picture that you found in the woods from an otherwise burnt porno magazine that someone <laughs> yeah. discarded there. And that was enough. Yeah, that's way less insane than on your watch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, where are you? How are you resting your arm? That's what while I'm wondering. You're looking like, at are the video. you you got to be holding yeah. it at your face, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold, that's the only way you can see that. Like, oh, it's porno what, time. What <laughs> <laughs> is that what he's doing? Is he pretending to look at the time with huh. his girlfriend there? Huh. Like, oh, is that the time? I'm almost finished reading the time. I <laughs> <laughs> should check the time for three and a half minutes. What's he doing over there? Oh, very strange. My advice to this woman, dump him. Dump yeah. his ass. And he should Throw also dump her as well. Yeah, you should dump each other. Yeah. Also, the he would have to pay for some other girl while I'm with him 24-7 is a... It just doesn't give me the vibe of a pleasant relationship. No. On either yeah. side. Porn's no. free, brother. It is. Well, no, you should pay for OnlyFans. I mean, money's going to creators. Yeah. And unless the people that own OnlyFans are evil and the money they I mean, take that's off the top. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's 100% a given. Hey, don't take moral advice from a comedy podcast. <laughs> uh, watching porn in a way this strange seems almost cartoonish. It's time... For Cartoon Mishap Watch. This is, of course, the long-running segment where we talk about incidents that sound like they've happened with cartoon logic. This is from WFXR in Roanoke, Virginia. The Croatoan. Am I right? little history joke there for you. Yeah, no. sorry, I wasn't really listening. I got okay. Close that, close that, close Cyberduck again. Yep. No, look at the time. (laughs) (laughs) God, can you imagine if I got an Apple Watch? You cannot get one. The end of my life. Because they're for dweebs. Do not get a smartwatch. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm cool now. I go to concerts again. That's right. You do. You went to one concert. That's correct. 
Man rescued from under 2,000 pound safe. Huh. How'd he get hmm. there? How did he get there? Yeah. How'd he do that? That doesn't sound very... Also, one ton safe is like the perfect cartoon weight for the safe to have yeah, been as well. I can yeah. picture a one ton safe. Like 2,000 pounds, I start thinking in terms of like fish. It's a big anvil. Yeah. That's a big it's brisket a big you're under. What do you think brisket is? Um, it's sort of like the ribs-ish of a of a animal, right? That is correct. Fuck, I did it. A Virginia man was hospitalized after becoming trapped under a massive gun safe, the Glasgow Volunteer Fire Department said. So we don't have to feel bad because it was a gun safe. Yeah. It's okay to laugh at this man. Firefighters said the man had been trying to unload the safe on March 9th when he fell and got pinned under it. Oh, my God. He got principal skinned. He did. What's that when the stacks of magazines or whatever falls on him? Yeah. yeah. And he's got he's to while away the hours by bouncing a basketball with one hand. He makes That's a game right. of it. Yeah. Firefighters estimated the safe weighed 2,000 pounds. During the rescue, crews used airbags to stabilize the safe and free the man. He was then immediately airlifted to a local hospital for treatment of his injuries. How did you survive? Yeah, that's, that's a lot very of very heavy. It's a lot of pounds. That's a ton of pounds. Yeah, it is a ton of pounds. That's a ton of pounds. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> Quote: "This is an unusual call for service, and is one that would most would never think about having to overcome." Yeah, if you've never watched a cartoon before. Yeah. Uh, the department said on Facebook. They said the call exemplified the dedication and readiness of the volunteer team. Firefighters didn't give an update on the man's condition, but he was looking a little flat. <laughs> I'm the Buddhistic comedian of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Large safes can tip over if they have heavy doors, which when open shift the balance of the weight forward and cause them to fall. That yeah. seems like a real design flaw. It really does, doesn't it? Like, hey, it turns out when, whenever anyone opens this safe, unless it's placed on the ground, it falls over and tries to kill them. Yeah, it's like those IKEA baby killer bookshelves. Yeah. I'm no <laughs> genius, but maybe put the weight in the do back. We, do we have base. baby killer bookshelves? Do we? No, I mean, the IKEA ones aren't especially... Most bookshelves are baby killers. What? But put you your heavy books on the bottom. Put your heavy books on the bottom. You've secured all of your shelves to the wall, though, right? So that in case... Little Finn tries to climb up and they don't topple well, over gonna, him. I think the walls are asbestos. <laughs> well, just plug so up this a is hole. Pull your... a chunk of asbestos. Out. Oh, perfect! Land right in his mouth. What's that you got there? That's uh, one of those Kallax cube bookshelves oh, over there. Oh, it's one hundred percent. Oh, that dices. That that'll split a child into four when it falls on them. <laughs> you know, on that cube child. I have never used the wall tethers on a um never in my bookshelf life. because I rent. Likewise. And uh, if I did that, a landlord would smell it and then shoot me with a gun. Hmm. They would rather a baby died hmm. than I put a hook into a wall. Yeah, horn. they really would. They legitimately, very seriously would. They quite seriously would. Not their baby, but yeah. it is their wall. They'd hop onto Whirlpool, post about it. A uh, baby died? Yeah. But <laughs> How <laughs> do I get out of this? Here? I told Can them they Can I keep the couldn't. bond? Yeah. And then it diced the baby. Is this my problem? Am I meant to feel bad? Uh, Rainier Ballistics suggests mounting gun safes to a wall stud or to the floor to prevent them from tipping over. On average, 62 people are taken to the emergency room due to furniture tip-over incidents, said uh, data from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Says. Like, just in general? 
per... I guess. That's embarrassing. Like, it's that's an embarrassing thing to happen. Some furniture fell what? on you. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Are you talking every day? I was trying to... On average, 62 people. Yeah, they don't actually contextualize that data at all, do they? Is that an instantaneous measurement? I think that's a lifetime measurement. Okay. 62? Well, I mean, think of everything that bookshelves and gun safes have done for us. That's true. The net benefits outweigh it. It's exactly like riding a bike without a helmet. Yeah. It's oh. not like that. You wear a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> riding a bike Shut without me. a helmet? That's the sort of thing that they really love doing in Europe. Yeah. Um, Probably. Which I'm not... That's because they're, they're riding it on like a path for bikes and stuff. Yeah, but also they're yeah. going straight to the office and they don't want to carry a bike helmet with them or whatever. They seem to hate it. Hmm. What about your... What about your noggin? Think about your noggin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and things like this are exactly why we keep a watch in on Europe in Europe Watch. This comes to us from CNN, the Cutie News Network. Uh, US tourists fined for driving Ferrari into Florence's famous piazza. That's just... That's Americans, classic. am I right? Yeah, Americans abroad. Getting behind the wheel of a bright red Ferrari sports car mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can drive anywhere, not mm. even in Italy. I didn't think that it did. It wouldn't... Uh, no, yeah. you don't get carte blanche from get, being in a Ferrari. And like also, in a physical sense, they've got very low clearance. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting fewer places. You're going to get bogged. Yeah. You try it's and go off road. roads in Italy, you know? Yeah. That's what one American tourist found found to his cost when he drove yeah. a gleaming Ferrari spider until into the Piazza della Signoria, a famous pedestrianized square in the historic center of the city of Florence. The tourist was apprehended on Monday after he parked the Swiss registered Ferrari spider having been seen motoring along the adjacent Via de Gondi Street in what local officials described <laughs> as a, quote, nonsensical way. I've been there. This is the this is where where David is. Oh. David who? The, the David. One? The statue of David? Yeah. Isn't that in a museum? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think. I don't on. know anything about anything. I don't know dick about shit. I've never been to Europe. There's a, there is a... Uh, yeah, no, it's here. It's here. It's there's a copy at the entrance of the um of the palazzo, uh, but then the museum there, the Galleria dell'Accademia, uh, has mm, uh, uh, has has the David in it. Oh, um, oh. yeah, you oh, just smash through the doors and <laughs> have a gaze. Make Check a very funny crime. <laughs> I wonder what they mean by it in a nonsensical way. Like just that it was silly? Yeah, like he was sort of driving like you would in a movie by just moving your hands left and right. <laughs> he was doing Mr. Bean stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> he's driving he's from the back seat. eating a sandwich, but his pickles slipped out and they went in the footwell, so he had to he had to reach down to get them. But yeah. he's counterbalancing himself by holding the sandwich up with his other hand. Looked like a sandwich was driving the Ferrari. Has an entire Thin sliced pizza draped over his face. Yeah. <laughs> the wind picked up his delightful <laughs> pizza. And then he had to pull off two bits of pepperoni to reveal his eyes, <laughs> as it was the only thing that you could see through the pizza. 
the square he drove across is normally teeming with tourists, many on their way to visit the adjacent Uffizi Gallery, home to some of Italy's most famous artworks. It is. He was fined yeah. 470 euros, uh, the equivalent of 506 American dollars, by police on the spot after checks revealed that he didn't have the appropriate paperwork for driving in Italy on the roads, <laughs> let alone in the piazza. Yeah. So... This guy was driving a car that he wasn't licensed to drive in a place that you can't drive a car and he got a $500 fine? It seems worse than it that. It seems like I the price think of doing business. I you think should if you, drive if Ferrari. If you wanted it. to drive a Ferrari into the uh, Piazza della Signoria... Right, like crime do. is legal if you're rich, is what you're they, saying. Yeah, you know the, the cost is $500. Yeah, and like worth you've already... You've rented, ticket, you've rented a Ferrari. Yeah, like, you've already spent thousands of dollars this, on this. Why not spend another five hundred bucks? Yeah, it's like a little your... options package. Ah, uh, do you want to do a little burnout <laughs> in the plaza where they stored Michelangelo's David? Do you want to do some burnout paradise style hijinks? Yes, you could drive. Only area? It's just around the corner from that bridge. You know, the little bridge with all the like little markets and stuff on the side. No, I don't in for know a penny, in for a Europe. pound. Stop for a gelato on the other end. Mm. Oh my god. You could do drive-through gelato. Yeah. You could. In your <laughs> Ferrari spider. Yeah, and we mean fuck. driving through the store. Oh, man. <laughs> Imagine being the person that got their Ferrari closest to the statue of David in history. Yeah. What a claim you could make. No one else mm. has ever actually had a Ferrari that close to it before. I'm actually in the record books for that. Yeah. And also in the newspaper <laughs> <laughs> for being the worst. And also all of the... Italian style. Oh, I call the newspaper the book of record. So, <laughs> oh, the New York Times. Uh, quote: Checks revealed that the 43-year-old driver had an American driving license that did not comply with international conventions and did not have an international driving permit or official translation. A statement from the municipality of Florence said. A report was taken for parking in the pedestrian area, driving against the direction, and having non-compliant foreign license. The fine was a total of 470 euros, which he paid directly to the agents. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I bet he did. A little something on top as well. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a few lira for your wife. Get her oh, something nice, pal. What a country. Bada bing, bada boom. What a country. Yeah. Why are they got those army guys with the big guns? Are they not for this situation? Yeah. They should have just murked him, I think. Yeah. They should you... have just piled some bullets yeah. into that guy. You wait until you hear... For sure that he's uh, he's listening to John Denver, so you know he's American, and then bam, <laughs> you take him out. That's take not a shot. confused yeah. Italian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. That sounds like we've got American confirmation. That's country music. Get him. Oh no, my shitty Italian gun <laughs> blew into a million pieces. <laughs> Mamma mia. Uh, being utterly obnoxious abroad when you are American, why it's only natural. It's time for Nature Corner. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Winter is Nature Corner. While the crabs sit my Uh, this comes to us from KXRM in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The Kshurm. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain lion search underway after hot tub attack. 
just good, clean fun. Yeah. See, I'd prefer to get attacked by a cougar in a hot tub. Ooh, hey, uh, oh, he's working blue today. Yeah. Just make it a few searches on my iWatch. <laughs> Colorado Parks and Wildlife Southeast Region is warning of a mountain lion who attacked a man while he was sitting in an in-ground hot tub in Chaffee County on Saturday night, March 18th. <laughs> That's Jeez, suspicious behavior. Anyway. You, you cannot ever relax. I don't know if you've... This has been a recurring theme in a bunch of the animal attack stories that we've done lately, but it's been about people relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Don't Gotta keep your wits about you. Never yeah. let your guard down. Whether you are lying down inside your own home or you're relaxing in a hot tub, don't. If you're relaxing, someone else got to be on guard. You got to switch, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Swap out with your partner. You Never know? sit with your back to the door. Yeah, never sit with your back to the Colorado wilderness. Maybe <laughs> leave your wife and Steve in the hot tub. You're on watch. Yeah, yeah, and you can. And take... then, yeah, don't don't turn around and look at what they're doing at any point. No, you got to keep watch. Uh, CPW said the man who suffered minor injuries was clawed in the head by a mountain lion, and now author- authorities are searching for the animal. The incident happened around 8 p.m. Saturday at a rental home near Nathrop along Chalk Creek in Chaffee County. The victim, according to CPW, suffered four scratches on the top of his head and near his right ear, but declined any medical assistance. Hmm. Huh. Probably couldn't afford it. Probably, yeah. huh? Yeah. Please, please, sir, don't take me to the hospital. No, don't take me to the hospital. I'm fine. I've just been attacked by a mountain lion. Yeah. I don't need to go just to put hospital. put a band on it. It's fine. Ears reattach themselves. They sort of do. Uh, officers also determined the man's injuries were consistent with the claw of a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Hey, do you reckon these out. four scratches on my head and the mountain lion scratching my head are in any way connected? According to the victim, he and his wife were sitting in the hot tub, I bet, when he felt something grab his head, I bet. I bet. <laughs> the man and his I wife... be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the man and his wife screamed and splashed water at the animal. <laughs> Which, which is ah, the correct thing do? to do, but also so funny. Ah! Ooh, ah! <laughs> splash, splash, splash. Cats hate water. Yeah. They do. It's a good strategy. Uh, which they were able to identify as a mountain lion when the victim's wife shined a flashlight on it. Who's she keeping that thing? Hmm. The mountain lion backed up about 20 feet from the couple, and as they continued to scream at the animal... <laughs> Moved up to the top of a hill, let it crouch down and continued to watch the couple. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> Go back to what to you sc- were doing. <laughs> Pretend I was I'm never not here. here. <laughs> when the couple got inside the rental home, they cleaned the scratches and called the property's owner, who happened to be a CPW employee, who alerted officers. When officers arrived, they began searching for the mountain lion, but due to freezing temperatures and frozen snow on the ground, no tracks were found. Later, a trap was set up nearby in hopes of catching the animal. Yeah. Now, if Red Dead Redemption has taught me anything, those oh, things are dangerous as hell. It's just going to take mm. you the fuck out. You won't even know there's one there, and then all of a sudden you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, lucky he didn't get ragdolled. Yeah. And then it goes into, like, the slow-mo, and then all the screen becomes red, and then it's from video games. One of the two video games I've played in the last 10 years. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, it was pretty right. Quote, we think it's likely the mountain lion saw the man's head move in the darkness at ground level, but didn't recognize the people in the hot tub, said Sean Shepard, area wildlife manager based in Salida. Mm-hmm. I don't... <laughs> what is his head doing? 
As in, like, he's never seen them before? Yeah, because they were renting the place. So yeah. he was like, wait a second. Hang That's on. That's not the owner. They're that is Joneses. Bob and... Somebody's using Steve's Craig. hot tub. Yeah, who's yeah. fucking in Bob's hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> a very funny way to phrase that. I, I guess they mean they didn't recognize them as that people. That they were people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shepard said the couple did the right thing by making noise and shining a light on the mountain lion. Yes. The yeah. best disinfectant is sunlight. Shine a light on this mountain lion so that people <laughs> finally know it's a problem. <laughs> Quote, although this victim had only minor injuries, we take this incident seriously. We have alerted neighbours and posted signs warning of lion activity and we'll continue to track the lion and lion activity. All right. We'll continue to track the lion and lion well, activity. it seems like you haven't been able to track him. Yeah, because you've lost him. You should start tracking him. You're not tracking him, yeah. He's long gone. Yeah, he's never coming back. Uh, According to CPW, Saturday's incident is the first reported mountain lion attack on a human in Colorado since February 27th, 2022. We all remember 27-2. Yeah. 227. 227. As the Americans would call it, yeah. That's a palindrome. Enjoy that. Hey, free palindrome. Free palindrome. <laughs> Next one costs you. <laughs> Officers will continue to monitor mountain lion activity in the Nathrop area, and those who live nearby are encouraged to report any sightings or activity. According to CPW, this is the 24th known attack of a mountain lion causing injury to a human in Colorado since 1990. Three other attacks in Colorado since 1990 have resulted in human deaths. Watch out for your lions. Yeah. Never, Stay frosty. Never fall asleep in the tub. Yeah. You might drown, and also you might get attacked by a mountain lion while you're Equally dozing off. Equally dangerous, yeah. Yeah. What do you want or to do? Or a cougar. If you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're so good at podcasting. <laughs> you want to make sure you got your back to your house and you're looking out at the wilderness. You want to have an ice cold beer in one hand and you want to have a shotgun in the other. Just grasping him in the hot tub. You're ready to go. Yeah. Just at all times be prepared because you never know when it's going to come for you. The icy specter of death or a mountain lion. Mm. Be ready. Yeah. Either of them come, blow it away. That's right. Yeah. Well, (coughs) thanks for joining us for another episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Uh, It's not Playpril, (laughs) so don't worry about it. Uh, Don't even think about Playpril yet. Don't tell anyone about this podcast until... Playpril. Well, we haven't explained what Playpril is, so they don't know what not to do yet. Oh, yeah. A little sizzle. Yeah. yeah. But don't even, don't, it's not really sizzle because I'm telling you not Should to think about Playpril. the furthest from your mind. Put it out yeah. of your mind. Lock Playpril in the basement of your mind palace and don't think about it again until Playpril begins. Yeah. And then it's the we're in the Ides of Playpril. <laughs> Are Ides good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> I think they were in the middle somewhere. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>